Hello and welcome to the first episode of Holy Ghost Radio. I used to have another podcast just called Ghost Radio. Same logo and everything where I told ghost stories. I talked about shadow people, universal consciousness, all kind of crazy stuff. And I found it fitting now that I walk with Jesus to just stamp holy right over the top of that. Now this is a whole new podcast. There won't be any of that stuff on this one. But... It was just fitting that I used to walk in that kind of life, and now I walk in this one. So come along with me, and I'll tell you the story of how this 25-year atheist one day started walking with Jesus again. This is chapter 1, what I like to call the fall. Now for all those believers out there, we know that the fall is when Lucifer and the other angels, they came down, they saw the women of man, and uh, they laid with them, and that created the giants, the Nephilim, and led to the flood and everything else like that. But this is a different kind of fall. This is my fall. My fall out of grace, or so I thought, from the Lord. See, I grew up in a kind of a Southern Baptist kind of way. We ended up going to church sometimes when I was little. I remember sleeping through some of it. <laughs> we had one of those red-faced preachers who sweating all the time, patting his head with a little handkerchief and screaming hell and damnation. And as a small child, that's not really what you want to hear, and it's hard to understand. So after a while, my family decided that we weren't going to uh, attend too much anymore, and, and life happened, and well, you know, we just stopped going. But Growing up in that kind of life, you always have this belief that there is a God out there. Even though I wasn't in church learning about it, I wasn't reading the Bible regularly or actually at all. I was just being told what my parents had been taught. That you got to believe in the Lord, got to believe in Jesus, got to believe in God. If you do these bad things, you're going to go to hell. I remember being told lots of times that if I did certain things, I would go to hell. But... Over the course of my childhood to teenage years, I just kind of went on my way. Just did what I thought I needed to do to get through life. I didn't have a great childhood growing up, and that's something that I will explain in another podcast, another episode. But I did the best I could, and my mother did the best she could for me. Well, around the time I was 14-ish, uh, my stepbrother, he passed away. And it was a really sudden and traumatic experience. And it was one that got me to question why God would take someone like him, someone so young. He was around my age. I didn't understand. And I questioned daily why that would happen. Without any really uh, basis of understanding, any basis from the Bible about why God does things, just kind of what I'd been taught. And it started from that point when I was like 14 to the next couple of years and just kind of losing my faith. Just saying, you know what? I'm the one that runs my own life. Nothing runs me. There's no God out there. You know, All these bad things happen in the world. There's no way there's a God that loves us, but let's all that happen. And it got to the point where I ended up moving out when I was around 18, living with friends. Uh, I dropped out of school for a little while, but then went back. And I just didn't really have 
too much of a life going on for myself. Then when I graduated high school, I had a job here and there. It was really what I would call a loser. I needed something. I needed to do something with my life. So I joined the U.S. Army. Well, shortly after getting out of basic and AIT, which is your advanced individual training, your job school, I was sent to Kuwait in a training mission and then shortly after ended up going to Iraq in 2003 for what is now known as the War in Iraq or Operation Iraqi Freedom. There I saw horrors that I can't explain on this podcast, but I saw things that forever changed not only my belief, my faith, but also changed me. Uh, I still deal with some of those things. I still see some of those things in my head at times, and I get treatment for it. So, needless to say, I have a little bit of post-traumatic stress. Anyway, it was through all of that that it just cemented my disbelief of God. I saw what humans could do to each other, and it just destroyed any belief that I ever had. So over the next years, I would even try to convince my family, my friends, you know, God doesn't exist. Jesus wasn't a real person. There was probably some guy named Jesus walking the earth, but he wasn't the son of God. I even bought a Bible to try to go through it and disprove each little aspect of it. And you know what? I never got to any kind of conclusion. Until eventually, my life degraded so much. I got a divorce. I only got 50-50 custody of my children. I deal with depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress. And any relationship that I get into, whether it be romantic or even friendly, somehow I feel like I messed it up. Got to the point where my life was just nothing. It felt hopeless. I felt hopeless and worthless. And there was a time there, shortly after I figured out that I was getting a divorce, where I was on a cliff and I was about to jump. Not uh, figuratively, well, more figuratively, not not really. Uh, But there was an attempt that I was going to do uh, to take myself out of this world. And... You know, it's not something that I'm proud of, but it happened. (sighs) Those are the hard things that I'm going to talk about on this podcast. And for anybody out there that may be listening, if you've ever been in the same situation as me, you know what it takes to get to that point, but you also know what it takes to turn away and to start a new life. And that's what I did. But even though I started a new life over the past three years, um, my life still just degraded to pretty much nothing. I've been the best father that I can, though. That is the one thing that I promised my whole life that I would do since my biological father left. I promised that I would be the best father to my children that I could be. Now, I know a lot of people out there They might say, well, you got a divorce, so obviously you're not being the best father ever. Well, you know, sometimes it's not your choice. Sometimes life works out like that. And as much as 
I may not have wanted it. It happened. And you got to move on from it. So I did. Well, I guess through this I need to tell my testimony. And I, and I had to start at the childhood. I had to start at my fall. My fall from grace and my, my disbelief in God and Jesus and Christianity as a whole. I've spent so many years researching all these other religions because I always believe how do Christians think they're the only ones that are right when there's all these other religions out there. And, you know, that's still a question. That's always going to be a question. But I can tell you that over the last nine months, God has opened my eyes and he's shown me the path that he wants me to walk. And I'm walking on that path the best I can. And I wanted to share that with everybody because it's hard for me to kind of get out in public and to talk to people because I'm not well versed in the Bible yet. But I am well versed in just kind of talking about my feelings and talking about how God has intervened in my life and changed me for the better. So I hope that through this, through my testimony, people out there, if you're on the fence, you're an atheist or you're that person that tells everybody you're an atheist, but in the dark times and troubled times, you're still praying to whatever God you believe is out there. Well, hopefully this helps you because I was in the same place. So by now you're probably thinking, well, what happened? What led you to, to all this? And you know, the progression of my life spiraling downhill got to the point where I had a good friend that passed away. Now some would think that that would even further cement my disbelief in all of this. But actually, it was the reverse. See, this friend, for as long as I knew him, he was a faithful believer in Jesus. He prayed every time we would eat. You know, he was just always trying to talk to me about it. And I would even tell him that it's all fake, man. It's all made up. But he believed wholeheartedly. So when he passed away, it was hard. It was very hard for me to understand that. Now, a lot of people want to say, oh, well, it was his time. And God took him home and all this. And you know, that's all stuff that I didn't want to believe at the time. So in the first couple of days after his death, I was okay. I was fine. Until I saw a video of me and him doing some stupid stuff. I was riding a tricycle down our very steep driveway. And he comes running after me, trying to make sure that I'm okay. And it's just a stupid little video, but it hit me so hard. It broke me open to the point where I found myself driving around in my truck. And I was screaming at God, basically saying, If you're real, show yourself. If you're real, show me who you are and I will believe in you. I will spread your word. I will do whatever it is you want. I will walk the path you want me to walk. Just show yourself to me. And you know what happened? He didn't. Because that's not what God does. God doesn't show himself when, when all of a sudden, after 25 years, you're screaming at him. He's not that kind of God. But the kind of God he is, is he opened my eyes 
because later that night, after I was driving around in the rain, screaming at the dark night sky, I went home and I had this feeling inside. I had this feeling of, if my friend believed wholeheartedly that God was real, that Jesus was real, and he loved us, like, why did he believe that? So I got into the Bible. I had the old Bible that I bought a while back to disprove Christianity, and I opened it up. Now, I've perused the Bible. I've read the majority of it front to back. I know the story of the Bible, but I'd never read it trying to figure out how it affected my own life and my beliefs. So I didn't start at the beginning. I didn't start with Genesis. I already knew all of that. I started in Matthew and started reading about Jesus because that was the disconnect that I didn't have as a child or that I had as a child, I should say. I didn't have that relationship with Jesus. I never knew that you could have a relationship, and it was missing. So, I read about Jesus. And honestly, Matthew's very detailed, and there's a lot of it that I didn't understand first go around. But I can tell you that the more I read, the deeper in my heart I had this feeling. To the point where, when I got to the part where Jesus is being crucified, they're beating him, you know, they're hanging him up there. They're crucifying him, stabbing him. It it just it sent a shock wave through my whole body that I can't explain, and I found myself with the Bible laying on my lap, and tears just pouring down my face. I'm a grown man. Uh, I know it's okay to cry, and over the past couple of years, trust me, I have cried my fair share of tears. But I never thought that I would be crying for something that I read in a book written by man. But I did. And it washed over me to the point where I broke down. Because it was at that moment I understood what Jesus actually did for us. I never knew. I'd heard people, oh, he died for our sins. Yes, but I never understood what that actually meant. I didn't connect it from the Old Testament to the New Testament exactly what happened, what was going on. In that moment, I understood he knew all along what was going to happen to him, yet he still walked that whole walk to the cross to be crucified for us because he knew it had to happen. Otherwise, nothing would change. People would still be just as corrupt, just as immoral, everything. It had to happen, and he knew that. Now, I've been to war, and I'm not sure that I know any human, even my best friends, that would walk into the line of fire knowing that they're going to die for everyone. I know there are people out there that have done it, but... It's just, when Jesus did it, it was on a whole nother level. And what's crazy is when I was recording that last little bit there about Jesus, my phone 
chimed right at the end. I had to cut it out, but it chimed. I looked over and it's my Bible app. It reminds me every day, you know, of the verse of the day. And it's Isaiah 41, 13, which says, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Man, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of things that have happened over the past nine months for me since I asked God to show himself to me. Uh, A lot of people would call it coincidence. Uh, Some of my family members have asked me if I'm taking my medications regularly. Uh, Some people think I'm crazy. But you know what? That's fine. That's okay because my life from the beginning of this year until now is the best that it's been probably in the last 25 years. And, And that's hard to say because... My children, you know, they're growing and I've spent so many good years with them. But like personally, inside myself, fighting internal battles with myself over the past 20 plus years have just been taxing and exhausting and hard. But over the past nine months, it seems like that weight has been lifted off of me. Feels like... I have walked to the cross and laid it all down at Jesus' feet. And that's how I like to think about it. I mean, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, where Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I mean, that explains exactly what I felt in that moment where I was reading that he died for us, that he was crucified, that he knew what was going to happen, yet he still went and did it. It just blew me away because at that point, I felt like he's been here the whole time with me. I was the problem. I'm the one that didn't open my eyes. You know, I've been waiting for God to open. I've been saying, God, open my eyes. But the signs have been there. He's protected me all my life. I went to war twice. I was a police officer, an ER nurse. I've done and seen things, yes, that are horrible. But he's protected me and my family and my children throughout my whole life so far. You know, even though, yes, friends have died and and I did have fam- family members die, but he's protected me, even though I denied him. And Matthew eleven twenty eight, I mean, come to me, all who are labored and heavy laden. That was me. That's you. That's everybody. And I will give you rest. We can take our burdens and lay it down at his feet. Lay it down at the cross and unload that on him. But we don't do that. We try to bottle it up inside. We try to push it down as far as we can and deal with it ourselves. And where does that get us? Depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, violence, domestic violence, all kind of things. Alcoholism, drug abuse. It's just, it's crazy. We do a lot of this stuff to ourselves when we can take all of that, ball it up, and sit it right at his feet. 
All we have to do is get down on our knees and pray to Him and talk and build a relationship. And from then on, yes, you might not see something right then. He might not show Himself right then. But in the end, your life will get better. I can promise you that. But you also have to do one thing. You can't just get down and say, hey, change my life. He'll give you opportunities to change it. Yes, but you have to change. You have to put a little bit of effort into it. You have to surrender. We have to get on our knees and lay out everything, all of our sins, all the secrets we have inside. Pour them out to Jesus. Surrender ourselves. I like to say, my body is your vessel. Use me as you will. Open my eyes so that I may see. Open my mouth so I may speak your words. Open my ears so I may hear your words. And use my body how you want. Lead me on the path that you want me to walk. And you know what? He has led me. He has shown me things. I've had dreams and visions and and different things that I will go into a little later throughout these episodes. But trust me, if you put your faith in Jesus... Pour it all out for him. Even though he knows it all, he's just waiting on you to be vulnerable and pour it out. He will change your life. So with this first episode, I just wanted to do a little short introduction into who I am, where I've come from, how I fell from the grace of God, so I thought, and how my eyes were open, and now the path that I walk with Jesus. I hope that you enjoyed some of this. I know a lot of it is just kind of vague, ambiguous stuff that I told you I would talk about later, which I will go into, Um, but I just wanted to put out there that you can change your life. You just have to put it in the hands of Jesus, and he will make good on his promise. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope somebody out there that may be on the fence or a non-believer Get something out of this. Thank you.